Listeners everywhere, welcome to The Movie Show with Joel and Ryan, the weekly fix for your screen addiction and a trusted source for discussion of all things film and television. Please keep in mind that for the purposes of this podcast, Joel and Ryan are not acting as journalists, but rather fellow moving picture enthusiasts. All of their opinions should be taken as such. Also, please be warned that while Joel and Ryan may seem like petulant children, they are, in fact, adults who may occasionally use adult language. While they promise to keep out all the worst words, it's a good bet you will still understand what they were saying. And now, with no further ado, here's Joel and Ryan. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Movie Show with Joel and Ryan. Hey, I'm Joel. I'm Ryan. And uh, yeah, we're um, we're hopefully going to be a little respite uh, from what was um, by and large a pretty pretty crappy week. Um, you know, the world's burning and uh, uh, just things are all around pretty uh, pretty pretty crappy. Um, at least from, um, my, my standpoint, um, I don't want to speak for Ryan, but I think, uh, things are appalling and things are, I'm right there with you. Um, so we're hoping that we can be a little bit of a respite. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about some things today. We are, uh, we got a lot of questions this past week. We, um, we did put a call out for questions and we got, a whole bunch of them. Um, so thank you to everyone who submitted. Yeah, uh, we won't answer to all us. of them because some, yeah, some of them, some of them yeah. are really neat, old school, yep. ask Joel and Ryan um, questions. And we're, this is mostly, yep. this shows mostly reflects what's going on in the world today. So we're going to talk about yep. that. And, and uh, yeah, that. Some, of them, some of them will be great when we do our, uh, our um, 1920s flapper show um uh so they'll be we'll bring up those those questions then <laughs> um but we will uh yeah i might uh, even dress up for that show. show we'll see i might have a, an old sailor suit in my closet yeah that I could wear. That might be appropriate this is the uh this is the last show if you are if you watch the show on our video feed this will be the last show with my uh victorian era like <laughs> perv facial hair uh i get to shave that off tomorrow um but if we do a flappers show maybe i'll grow some sort of thin mustache or something um but uh so um anyway i yeah so we're you know hopefully we can just be a break uh and and a way for you to maybe just set aside things just for a little bit and we can talk we can talk entertainment and um uh but you know that being said you know what's going on on tv and on film uh is yeah is very it does reflect the world and on. yeah and i think this episode because we don't do this very often matter of fact i've said it before we deliberately don't do this we deliberately don't wade into the waters of negativity because we just don't want to be negative all the time. And we sort of avoid current events, topics, and more salacious pop culture topics because they, because I think they automatically get you there in that negative place. And you mm-hmm. can be witty or you can be pithy about that stuff. And you can, you know, but ultimately... 
I think that's ugliness. And this week, we're going to just dive into a bunch of ugliness. Maybe not exclusively, but there's some of that coming. And I, I think we, just because we got to get it off our chests and talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think also you can use this show because we got a break coming up. We won't be doing a show next week for 4th of July. And Joel's going to be doing some traveling with the family elsewhere in July. So there's going to be some spotty appearances of us. And this is like a clearing of the decks of some hard feelings that, you know, don't that hopefully you guys maybe could be a sympathetic ear for. That's the idea. Anyways, we'll see. Yeah. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I'll say this at the top of the show, uh, you know, anything that we, you know, if if we say, if you want to respond to it, if you, want to back us up on something or if you want to disagree with us uh vehemently you can always reach out to us at the movie show with joel and ryan page on facebook at ask joel and ryan um on instagram uh twitter and um um tiktok and of course on here on youtube if you are watching the video version if you You have a positive uh, take on anything that we're being negative about you know, we'll take it. We will welcome that. With oh, absolutely. Arms. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. So again, thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Uh, I ha- obviously, I have seen these questions. We had these questions sent directly to me. I've seen Ryan, a bunch of them. Um, Ryan has seen some of them because I needed to kind of, we, I, some of them I had to prepare him on because I couldn't just off the cuff. It's not like a to, question to at the end of the show where they really are surprised. We had to put kind of a show in order that made sense. Yeah. Believe it or not, we um, actually, we actually plan these shows a little bit. It probably doesn't feel like it, but. Yeah, it probably doesn't feel like it, but we, we do. There's, there's a, there's a bit of gray matter entered, you know, we, we heat up the gray matter a little bit to think yeah. about this show. Um, but we are just going to go ahead and call this a full, uh, a full episode of ask Joel and Ryan, uh, colon, OMG, what's happening? LOL. I have a question. Who gave you the right to play God? What the hell's going on out here? Why do I bother? What is the point in doing anything? How dare you? What more do you want from me? <laughs> I have a question. All right. So, um, Ryan, do, uh, we, we talked about this, but I, I, um, I can't remember what you said. Do you watch the boys on Amazon prime? No, just to, I, just to get a flavor of it. Cause it was the, the, the big thing there for a while. It still kind of is mm-hmm. boys is a really, really smartly made bit of dark satire. It, it, the reality is probably all of you are watching it, but me, Mm-hmm. I found it, especially during COVID when it came out, you know, it, it was a, a a good thing to watch when you wanted to watch a bunch of stuff, you know, when we were trapped at home with all of our free time, even our work time. Um, I just found it too, uh, I just found the, the harsh nastiness of it too distasteful for me and I could kind of couldn't get through it. Um, but I did think it was weird that the headlines the last couple of weeks about this recent episode, have you, are you up to date <laughs> yeah. on it? You watch it. I, I am completely up to date. I, in fact, I, wa- I just watched the latest episode yesterday. So you can, um, you can fill in the blanks for me on this, the boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, if you're not familiar real quick going on. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick as if, if you're not familiar with the boys, boys is a, is a, um, is a superhero show, but it is not like a DC universe. It is not a Marvel universe. Uh, it is its own universe, and it it's um, it is uh, a place where superheroes exist, 
And it's actually probably real, more accurate to what it would be like if we actually had superheroes in I, our life. I right strongly the, suspect that that's true. Yes, yeah, because the superheroes are assholes. And they're they're um, and run by corporate sponsors, and they're and they're, they're run all, by corporation. Yeah, yeah. And they're um, and and in, and in fact, you get you get uh, uh, um, you know you, you find out that that it's not like they were just you know they don't the origin stories are not like oh this scientist was got trapped in a thing and blah blah blah. This is this is um, we found a. Uh, we found a, we created a drug and we um, and we started injecting it into kids or into people so that it would go in through, you know, through their pregnancies into these kids and they would grow up uh, as uh, enhanced people as, you know, people with powers. And, uh, and, and enhanced powers yeah. lead to enhanced corruption almost 100 percent of the um, time. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a great there's a great line. Um uh the, the character Butcher, who is played by um what's his face? Bones from the uh the the Star Carl Trek Urban. Carl Urban, thank you. Uh, where he's you've, like you've, you've been there for me this whole time, man. I'm yeah. happy I could help you. <laughs> um but Carl, yeah, but Carl Urban's character even says he's he even you know there's a a joke on the the famous on the the whole spider-man thing is like with great power comes comes the inevitable something that you're going to turn into a right c word <laughs> and uh um and and that's pretty much what uh what this you know it, what this show is it's written but what has happened yeah go ahead Sorry, go ahead no, you you you're getting to the point. Uh, so I'll I was going to say, that. yeah, I was going to get to the point. Um, what what we're getting to now is though is that you know this is it, it's ultra violent. It's all action. It is swearing and sex and everything. Well, at the end of last season, you found out that that one of the character, one yep. of the newer characters, you're going to spoil uh, who was played by. Well, no, I well, I'll just say that there was a there was I mean, a character. Well, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if, sort if of. we have to do that, but I'm just asking, do we yeah. have to spoil? Um, well, I'll just. I mean, there is. Uh, there was incredible, um, what Nazi leaning. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, stuff going on. Uh -huh. Lots of uh, and 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 it was kind of done all behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden. Um, um it can't you know everything came forth and that sort of um dipping of the toe into fascism uh is something that they've continued on in this uh in this in this latest season and um where we're getting now is uh yeah our our um you know the, these characters that so many people really uh you know really loved uh for some reason um they're like for some Wait. reason yeah. well they i mean they're 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 wonderfully performed they're sure, wonderfully sure. you know they're the the actors are doing a great job but um <laughs> they they're like uh we're finding out um hey maybe they're not the good you know these aren't the good guys these are bad and frankly they've been bad guys from the very beginning that's the whole well, that's point just, of the show that's just but, it. Yeah, they're yeah. uh 
yeah, there's a bunch of red hat wearing supporters of these characters out there in America. I'll let you figure out who those people are. And they've loved these guys all along. And I, I don't understand it. It's weird that only now this last couple of weeks, there's been this awakening that they maybe don't like them. I don't know how many murders, brutal, ugly murders, rapes. I mean, the most awful stuff people can do. That wasn't a deal breaker for them. I don't fully understand because I'm not completely up to date what the deal breaker finally was. Joel, do you have any idea without spoiling the show or was it just um, because swastikas, Nazis, that's not been a problem for these people. What What no. is the problem? Do we know? Um well, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of create, uh, it was kind of when, um, uh, um, hmm. I'm making it hard um, on you because I don't know the context yeah. and, uh, well, I mean the big, I mean, the big thing is we're all, we're getting things like, um, uh, the character of Homelander, um, showing up, uh, and, and, um, people well he has a on a his televised birthday party he starts going off about the fake fake news media right, the right, media right. is lying to you yeah. uh we have a we have another one talking about all soups matter yeah. um all like all superheroes all superheroes matter yep. um and but that's, uh it's that's, that's been too subtle for them up to this point that couldn't have been it or could it have been um well, that was, that was, I mean, that was really, well, and then we have, uh, you know, and then we have everything of the, of, um, I mean, yeah, there is a lot, actually there's a lot more subtle stuff, you know, the firing of everybody in charge and, and setting up people and, and, uh, so that you're, you're either way when you, this is a weird place um, we've gotten in entertainment. And I guess this is what I want to say about it. It is weird that you can just eviscerate all kinds of innocent people and do all the worst acts under the legal code in our current state of America and be still viewed by a massive amount of its viewership as the good guys or the heroes or the guys that you, that you love to spend time with. That's weird to me. And it's weird to me that at any point they could have some sort of awakening. The best thing about boys is that it's written by people who hate superhero stuff. So at least me, I'm sort of on board with them. They really find, mm -hmm. they really find our worship of these people detrimental, basically to our psyches. And you can see that as our escapist entertainment has gotten bigger and more exclusive and more omnipresent, what's actually happening in the real world sort of gets worse. It's not the superhero movie's fault, but the the massive disconnect in the hopeful, wonderful, aspirational. Uh, love of power and physique, you know, and mm -hmm. and what's actually happening in our world is sort of absurd. And they present you this idea of what are superheroes <laughs> living in a world that's very much like ours. It's a little little hyper our world, but it's it it's an amazing show in that way, and it's really really well mm -hmm. put together. But you were never at yeah, any I mean, point. At the, everybody's compromised in it, but you were never at any point supposed to think these guys were heroes. That's the whole point of the thing. That reveal mm -hmm. happens in the first two episodes, right? Or it should happen if you're going to have a high concept show. So I, I don't know what changed. It can't be them calling out fake news because that's preaching to the converted. So right. 
But um, well, I think uh, well, one of the things where they where they really started to realize that they were getting made fun of is after um, after Homelander goes on this big rant about mm-hmm. because because um, Homelander acts you know gets caught up in the and in, in the some of the Nazi stuff uh, from the previous season mm-hmm. he is on it the next this season takes place like. Three years later, and it's and he's you know he's been mea culpa and going, hey, I'm just you know I may be a superhero, but I'm I'm human just like anybody else. I I'm got, not you know perfect. I didn't realize I'm not one. perfect, and <laughs> and he gets tired of saying that and loses it on live on this show, and um and then comes back and the audience reaction polls have him. He's gained all these popularity points with white males in the Rust Belt. Nice. And and so then uh, he, you know, um, so Homelander's like, OK, that's um, yeah, let's I don't want to have a deep dive on the boys, but it, so it's, that's it's so astounding that's it to it's, me that anyone who could take that long watching the show to make that revelation. Right. Is even capable of making that revelate revel revelation at any point. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm dismayed by the former but i find the latter to be almost a hopeful thing because any way that you can look at something and recognize it for what it is when you've been living in your own little bubble i have a bubble of my own is it's encouraging because because yeah uh because what do they say there has been an awakening you know yeah, it's um I don't know what to yeah, say about it's, that. So let's move on to the it, next one. It's bonkers. Boys. Uh, all right. Well, the boys. Um, so the yeah, boys. so you know what? So frankly, uh so frankly, if it took you this long to realize that the show was making fun of you and saying that you are a big part of the problem, congrats. Congrats on being an idiot for this long, and congrats that but, all of this is finally ke- catching up with you. and And I hope that you feel bad and delete your Reddit account. Oh, but, that'll show them yeah. you flip an idiot. But genuinely, um, congrats for being able to ever come to that conclusion at some point. That is impressive. It is. Yeah, God. Well, now how, you see why we don't great. talk about this stuff. I mean, it is impressive. Oh my God. If you can be in denial for three seasons of the boys before you realize what's going on, but but still realize what's going on, I do think that is a is a sign of growth. It's maybe a Wait, tiny no. sign of growth, but it is a legit sign of growth. I guess is what I'm saying. Um. All right. So let's. Um. Speaking of growth, um, <laughs> and um, and sticking with something for a very long time, uh, Kevin Costner is going to make an epic western that's going to be eleven hours long. Yeah, it's it is eleven hours long. Like it's sort of pretty much been made. He's, they're still editing. Yeah, I guess. Stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's yeah, it's it's pretty much done. It's going to be um, released as four movies and then a twelve part television series of forty minute segments or whatever. Yeah. So, so four movies in the theater that are, are two plus hours long and. It'll be interesting to see how people take that. It what it says to if you made something that's eleven hours long. First of all, it's interesting. It's let's it's just funny, right? The headline: Kevin Costner's new western is eleven hours long. It's like, of course, it's eleven hours long. How could he top his last super long, boring movie that he made? But mm-hmm. but um, but you know Kevin Costner making a western that probably could be good but this sounds like a TV series so why 
why they're insisting upon it being movies first. Look, I just... And even to hear him try and explain why they're doing it this way, like, it doesn't... It's not that he's not making sense. It's that he's not making the case. It's You're not hearing anything. He's like, well, we think people... We'll just think people will want to spend time with these characters and blah, 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 blah. Why, so why four movies? And then why changing four yep. movies to a... You know, I just don't understand. It's weird. Four movies, yeah. Four movies that are going to come out about every three months. So two hours and 45-minute movies. Yeah. So they're almost three-hour-long movies. Yes. Every three months. Of a multi-generational, decades-long, you know, Wagons West story, which we've had many of, none of which really are very good. I think something he's going to find is that if you don't stick with the same characters for 11 hours and you just kind of move on to the next group, a la like a James Mishner book. Um, there was a time where people liked those types of stories, but we are not living in those times. So to me, the real test of this thing isn't so much its length because it sounds like it might make a really good TV show or, or a really good limited series. It's this idea that they're the TV series, I think, could work. And even if it's a disappointment, I think it could still be a, a quality thing. It's mm -hmm. being four movies first feels like let's put the failure before the success. And because I don't see anybody going to two and a half hour Kevin Costner movie, even if it was only one movie at this point. I mean, I just don't see that happening. I'm sure somebody would, but that kind of storytelling isn't what's packing it, people into the cinemas, you know. So, yeah, it's sorry. Weird I just, I just read. <laughs> they were like, and somebody, uh, it, they're like, well, eventually, he, you know, maybe he'll just wise up and he'll chop it into eleven forty-two minute episodes. And and someone chimed in, going, "No, we need New Line to purchase Quibi and split it into sixty-six ten-minute bites." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made. That there you go. Joy. I mean, I guess. Okay. So, you know, as we're, as COVID is, you know, hopefully as we're potentially coming out of this pandemic and, and movie there. Yes. I mean, I, I, I guess I applaud the idea of, okay, we're going to try something. I have this idea and I believe in it and it will, and I got new line behind me to believe, believe in it. New um, line's not even and, a thing. New line's just a shingle from Warner brothers. New line hasn't been a thing since. Or Warner, sorry. Sorry. I meant Warner brothers. Sorry. No, it's um, new line. I'm just saying this whole thing is weird that we're talking about new line. Like they're a studio. They haven't been a studio since the golden compass tanked. So, yeah. So what are they doing in this conversation? It's weird. Even that part of this is strange. Where did they come from? They haven't been making anything forever. They occasionally have their logo come out on something they used to hold the rights to, all of the Hobbit movies, or, or like a horror movie that just needs to not be directly associated with Warner Brothers themselves. So mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's just odd that that new line is putting out a Western... That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. And yeah, Quibi. I still have a few <laughs> everything that's coming to Quibi this fall articles bookmarked that I meant to read a few <laughs> years back, but I never did. Uh, well, like I said, there was uh, we discovered uh, a Quibi show that eventually got put on. Um, but Quibi, on the Roku new channel. line. 
Yeah. What WTF? What is happening? LOL. That's exactly what I'm talking about. This whole thing is absurd. Although, yep. I don't know. I really liked his last Western was Open Range. And that's one of my favorite Westerns ever. So it's not like Costner yeah. can't make a good movie. He absolutely can. But this definitely feels more like a uh, a postman type situation than, than that. Right. We'll see. Um. So, uh, yeah, so moving on. Um, Multiple formats over different, you know, let's see how that works. <sighs> I, I, yeah, it's going to be it's strange. It's strange. Maybe it'll be great. It, more than likely, it'll probably be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I think the yeah, films, uh, I think ultimately the films will have pretty limited releases and this will be more or less treated like the TV show that it clearly is. If you got a story that you want to tell that's 11 hours long, four movies released in the same year isn't the way to do it. No one's ever done that. Right. And it's because it's a stupid idea. <laughs> it really is dumb. It really yep. is dumb. So we'll see. Um, so one of the bolder moves that I thought Disney has done in a while was to take them to make a movie based on the toy that was created for a movie in a different movie that we never saw before, but then we had this action figure. And so now we're making that movie that this action figure was based on. Um, I thought that was a bold move. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, But Lightyear really hasn't been living up to, um, well, uh, to what... Right. box office expectations it, it, it had a 15 50 million dollar opening weekend which since covid started is the biggest opening for a digitally animated movie so biggest right. opening for a digitally animated movie in like three years and it's still being treated like it's just tanked and sucked which is weird it is a 200 million dollar big digital it's supposed to i think for pixar it was supposed to be the big return of whatever yep um and and wasn't but and people are saying well there's all these problems with it at one uh they replaced the the vocal talent they replaced tim allen with chris evans and tim allen's a noted um right winger these days i think it's fair to call him that at this point he used to be kind of uh, fence fence riding a political cat and now i think he's thoroughly crossed over into into uh uh, right-wing territory and but nevertheless i mean he's the voice of buzz lightyear right to everybody although technically he is just the voice of the toy not the character from the movie right. that the toy was based on that's the distinction that the studio is trying to make i get that but i don't think that was ever i think that's too complicated to have ever worked out in in the world i think this i think when you replaced him with a different new hit happening guy, you you were asking for this and you should have been ready right. with a better answer than that or you should have been answering it all along you weren't even really selling the movie as what it was that's a joel tripped over himself saying it because it is a little complicated but this is the movie that the little boy in toy story saw that made him want to buzz light your action figure to begin with I mean, that's a cool idea. It actually really is a cool idea for extending a franchise, taking it in a different direction, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. then you got mm -hmm. Patricia Heaton. She's the big one who's, you can't get rid of Tim Allen or no one, everyone's going to hate your movie. You know, Patricia Heaton, whatever. She doesn't even she doesn't even seem to understand the reasons why in her discourse. 
But I don't think she's entirely wrong. I think that you needed to sort of default to Tim Allen. He's a good actor. Whatever else he, he would, is. Yeah. Whatever else he is, the Woody that we see on TV is voiced by Tom Hanks, so your argument that they're two different things isn't even really backed up by your own material that you previously made. I, um, everybody loves Chris Evans. I love him, but it's kind of like... Uh, the bigger thing, though, is this is more of the Kevin Costner thing again. This really isn't about all that crap. That's the that's the noise going on in the Twitter and Instagram verse, but the reality is... The last three Pixar movies were released day and date home on streaming. Mm-hmm. And For it's free. that, in my opinion, I know it's only my opinion, I can't prove this, but that's that that's mm-hmm. eroding the big opening weekend that they wanted for Lightyear. They didn't get Lightyear day and date, but this idea that people were going to be rushing back into it like it was in the golden age, like it was up or like it was Wally or something, and it was just going to be this mm-hmm. huge, massive thing after the paradigm has thoroughly shifted everybody out here in the world or not everybody. Cause it was 50 million bucks these days at the box offices ain't nothing. That's a decent opening weekend. I get that right. it came in second to Jurassic, Jurassic world. world or whatever, but it, it's still, that's a, that's, that's a recipe for potential success for that. You know, there isn't, there's, there isn't anything quite like that coming down the pipe for another month or so. So that could hang in and do okay business. But our need to assign blame to it and our looking to the most obvious lame thing, it's too woke, got too many gay characters in it, you know, all this stuff that are being leveled at it. And that's why. That's why a decent amount of people who might have seen Toy Story 3 in the theater but didn't see this didn't see it. I'll admit that. But it's not not what made it make half as much as they thought it was going to. Funny that you say Toy Story three because that is uh, one of the one of the movie people that I I follow and 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 really respect on uh, on TikTok. He um, he mentioned his his theory is because uh, one of the reasons why people aren't flocking to to Lightyear is because they were they're still kind of not upset isn't the right word but they're like you guys made Toy Story four after you literally had the most perfect ending in Toy Story three. Yeah. And Lightyear just continues to feel uh, like a money grab. Like, sure. oh, we just got to capitalize on the on this property that we have, this beloved property that we have. How do we do? Well, here's maybe a new way that we can sort of sneak by, and maybe people will go, oh yeah, no, that sounds cool. But, you know, and then and then they kind of like you said, screwed it up by by you know. I mean, I I do think that as much as I have never really found him funny and, and don't really like him as a person um, you do. If you have Tim Allen voicing it, I do think people get a little bit more excited. Um, well, but or at least it's a you wouldn't, it's you a wouldn't have the easy point to this sort of culture war yeah. thing to, to, to rip on. Cause I really do think most families are just waiting for this to. Yeah. To hit but streaming, I, I, and they're just going to watch it there. I, that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and and we're going to get, and we're going to get. Actually, we're going to get to uh, some reasons why uh, it, pretty pretty soon here um, later in the show. Uh, why why that also? It's it's a much easier choice to make. Uh, but let's move on to um, to talking about summer blockbusters. We mentioned um, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, 
the 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 line here is audiences are getting summer blockbusters they deserve um so i guess well, that's sort of done in in uh in hot take form or in uh yeah, yeah it's more of, it's form, more of a hot take this is like that's cool um well they are aren't they i mean they are they're getting all these they are if this is if it's 1992 yeah they're getting these piles of, um well but even in 1992 you would never have a pile of pandering nonsense like this like you have this year you you, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean back mm-hmm. and what are the kids growing up today <laughs> i don't know what the generation's called what millennials kids are called maybe they're still gen zers that are growing up watching only the things that they're the sequels to the things that their parents liked this is a phenomena especially in big movies that is always going to is always been there and is always going to be there so it's it's not that the system is broken so much it's that these it's that the the fan servicey just noisy stupid i mean how many term how many transformers movies do you have to keep going to when they're all yeah. clearly terrible you know what i mean i mean it's like four really really super awful movies and they were all massive money makers for some reason and you couldn't even really pin down many people out in the world there are plenty of people who loved them there must have been um even the people who liked them like are all kind of like kind of it was pretty stupid but and and it's if that's your attitude and that's what you're willing to accept and if you're still gonna flock to jurassic world after two absolutely awful movies when the whole world and all the discourse and all the critical discourse, which you're you're right to ignore, but they were all telling you this one's is even worse. Then you get, you're getting what you deserve and they're not going to try and make better movies for you. If you flock to this garbage, you know, and I get the star Wars sequels. It was hard to tell whether those were good or not when they were happening. (laughs) We sat on the show kind of trying to make sense of them and trying to see what we liked about them and didn't like about them. Um, you can make some arguments on either side of those. But but I really view Jurassic World films... That I super, It started with the Transformers movies, which I, I it's inexplicable to me that there were four half-billion-dollar worldwide Transformer films when they were all just shit, and we all knew that they were and admitted that they were, mm-hmm. and we still all went to see them. I don't understand that mentality if if that if you're if you're gonna do that even after you've been sort of slapped in the hand i get that they're not i guess i don't know i mean i get that they don't offend you with their badness but they're bad you know the fast and furious movies are terrible nobody talks like the people in the fast and furious movies talk it's one of the weirdest things to watch it's like what weird alternate universe does this take place in where these people these weird, not so much the first couple of them or whatever, but certainly every one that we've gotten lately. And these are all huge films. And they're all just these sort of, it's hard to explain. It's not real. It's not even a a decent attempt at providing its own reality (laughs) in a blockbuster way. It's not that the action is bad, but the the acting and the writing exists in this super odd place that I can't relate to and can't understand and don't know and it's so badly done that i i don't understand how anyone relates to it well 
Nobody does. So did are they aspiring to it? I I don't get it. it it's yeah. it's just real, really, really super crappy. Um, yeah. I, I I talked about it a few weeks back. I don't remember in the context, but The Rock, ref- he's got a busy schedule because he's the biggest star in the world. And even though he's going to do right. another Red Notice movie, which we don't need because that movie wasn't good either. But he's turned down, you know, he's not going to do another San Andreas movie. He's not going to do another Rampage movie. He's like, he actually, I'm not a huge fan of The Rock, nor his acting style, but he's actually gotten to a place where he's got enough good offers that he's smart enough to not just take the $20 million to spend three months of his life on sequels to things that were pretty t- terrible to begin with for any number of reasons. And even if you liked San Andreas, we know some smart folks who did. You can't, you can't and for the life of you, justify why another movie with those same characters is somehow yeah. justified in any, in any realm of reality. It's just stupid. So I'm sad about that. I'm sad about that, and I'm not even ripping on the superhero movies. So, superhero guys, you get this segment off. You're because those at least <laughs> are much better made, better written, you know, better everything mm-hmm. films. Like I get the appeal there. The Jurassic World movies are all terrible. Stop tripping over yourself to try and justify what might be good about them. You don't. Mm-hmm. You're not doing yourself or anybody else any favors by doing that and and the more something panders to you the more sort of upset by it you should be at least a little upset you go to a film and just have them talk down to you like you're such a stupid moron and explain every little thing and and re re say every stupid catchphrase i mean they yep. make the James Bond movies look like super sophisticated by comparison. <laughs> and and up until this point, those had been sort of the worst self-congratulating films ever, really. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I don't, you're going to keep getting this. Just repeat garbage with an unlimited CGI budget with a bunch of actors you used to admire doing the worst work they've ever done in their lives just to make you feel like you felt in 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, that's terrible. So my 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 eleven year old son uh, went and saw it with his grandparents, uh, Jurassic uh, World Dominion, and you know that and and uh, you know the first hour is just like oh my god, there's dinosaurs in the world and they're everywhere and blah blah blah. And he was living it. Oh my god, he was great. And then they were like, clearly it was like, well, we probably should try to shoehorn in some sort of plot. Um, and then my son just goes. Yeah, I think we're good. Let's go. Let's, let's <laughs> get out of here. He so he left yeah, for he the like, whole big island section of the movie, which really is what the movie is. Um, I don't know. Hats I guess, off to yeah, him. I don't know. I, haven't I seen guess. It. Yeah, I don't know. It, but it's like when he was like, "Oh, are you really? We're really gonna?" He's like, "Oh, well, they're just no." Okay, <laughs> he was he was just kind of done going. I don't know. They're Even the dinosaurs anything. in the world part, you know, you do see a couple unfortunate innocent people lose their lives, but for the most part, it's all gags and it's all played for for uh, maximum sort of, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it funny this jogger on the beach is morning is interrupted by a dinosaur. Isn't it funny that, you know, they, it doesn't even have, they, well, the films don't even have the balls of their own premise to 
show the horror of what these things are and the way that well, Crichton yeah, clearly that's... meant us to feel and think about. I was just um, so two things, obviously, as you know, as someone who cares a lot and pays a lot of attention to uh, people with disabilities, I'm just like, yeah, I have a heart. I don't think we're going to be seeing um, anybody uh, like, you know, with any sort of developmental or physical disability in this movie, uh, probably because um, they're just there would be just like, oh, look at this little snack. Um, but also I was listening to a podcast with uh, and Chris Pratt was a a guest on there and he was uh, uh, they were talking about and, and i forgot all this they had done a contest you could win the chance to get eaten by a dinosaur in jurassic world dominion and it, so this guy won and he, they like showed him they filmed him dry against the green screen riding a scooter and he then he gets this incredibly gory violent death Congrats. Yay! What great movie making that is. That is so you guys, spectacular. It's, it's lack of empathy in storytelling, and it is reflective of the world that you live in, which severely lacks mm. empathy. If that's just the kind of thing you giggle at and you don't feel the horror of it, even if it is silly, I'm telling you, it you, you, then you're not reacting to the stories of the world in the way that you should. And if the stories are working overtime and the Jurassic World movies are the worst at this, they're not worse than the Transformers movies, okay, let's get that straight, mm -hmm. but they're worsely made, and as a result, they're, they're bending over backwards to make you not care what happens to people. I get that it's all make-believe and you shouldn't care too much, you shouldn't be traumatized by films, but you should give a mm -hmm. shit because the movie gives a shit. And if you're okay with not, then you then I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I I, I can only mm -hmm. lament and just beg that we turn that around. You know, even when the poor yep. lawyer gets eaten in the first film, you're not giggling about it. It's horrific nope. and really scary and intense, and. That's as it should be. You know, that doesn't mean you have to go home and have nightmares about it, but it you can take a villain and put them in a terrible situation and they still don't deserve to be eaten alive. Just give that mm -hmm. idea, just give that idea some thought for a second, what it would be to be eaten alive by one of these things. And and then if it makes you happy, then, uh, then we just, as humans, I don't think there, there's a connection that's been lost between us, I guess. Correct. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. And I'm not um, saying that Jurassic World movies should be dumbed down or made simpler. I'm saying they should be more horrific. They should be more complicated. You should feel should it be, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Or what it is the be, point? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, speaking of what is the point? Um, uh, it's kind of how I, I, I know he's beloved by many people, but it's kind of how I feel about any Baz Luhrmann film. Yeah. Um, uh, but people, some people are thinking that Baz Luhrmann's Elvis might be pretty good here. So good, good on you, Baz. I just don't know what to say at this point. It's the same as the Transformers films. How many big bloated, excessive inhuman pieces of junk does somebody have to make before you say this is can't be good anymore i mean i don't i don't get it this has gotten some good reviews it's gotten some terrible ones that's 
that's a Baz Luhrmann thing. Some people really, really love him. Some people really, mm-hmm. really hate him. There's not, there's not a lot of gray area when you're dealing with somebody who is this kind of filmmaker. And I like big, pretentious storytelling, so it's not like I'm against that at all. It's, it's you know, you read a book like Great Gatsby, and then you see his masturbatory version of it on screen. And I just don't know how anybody can, can say this thing has just been, it's just been destroyed. Like its integrity has just been torn out and stomped on as like a public sacrifice to a, to a event movie going audience that, uh, that film at least, maybe because it had DiCaprio in it or something was gobbled up. Mm-hmm. A biopic of Elvis is just what we need right now. Maybe. I mean, at least it's a movie that's big enough thing, you know, for us to go to. Elvis is a big enough phenomena still um, that, you know, we could we could really use that. Let's dig into that. Let's do an Oscar bait film that has some, some heft and some dazzle to it. I can live with that. I honestly could. But... This looks, I mean, they. you look at what they're, the, the things in Elvis's life that they're completely ignoring, everything, basically. Right. You see the, just the dazzling excesses with which this stuff is staged. You see the sort of propaganda for the person that you're being just pounded with, a la the terrible Freddie Mercury people that pe- movie that people still love. That movie's just terrible. That's such a horribly, inherently dishonest film, and it, it makes me sick when I watch it. And this is the same, except except at least at least the Freddie Mercury film, the um, Bohemian Rhapsody, had the small moments where you really did feel the quiet genius of the person. Like it 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 delivered some of that. It delivered some interesting trivia about the band's history, in a in a superficial liner notes sort of way, but still it's there. What could this have, you know, I, what could this have that isn't all Gatsby'd up? That film, that film was, was disgusting. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It was, it was disgusting. How could he do that mm-hmm. to a, a, to a renowned piece of literature like that? I don't understand how, and how can we let him do that? By keeping supporting him, that his film Australia, uh, the film he wanted to tell the history of the land where he was born and bred, and the Australian government basically gave him a hundred million bucks. Hollywood gave him another hundred, and he spent this huge quarter of a billion dollars to make this giant, huge, massive three-hour film that asked the question. How many kangaroo fart jokes would it take to ruin Gone with the Wind? And the answer <laughs> is what we always knew. It's just one. One brings the whole enterprise crashing down to our feet. It ruins everything. I, I can't stand yeah. Baz Luhrmann. And I, even the people, and the people who... Strictly Ballroom's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Strictly Ballroom's pretty good. Ballroom, go go back first, in time and hang day, your yeah. hat on that. But everything he's done since he got a budget has been just terrible nonsense. You know, even have you yeah, watched and, have you watched yeah. Romeo plus Juliet in a while? I don't it, recommend no, it. No. I hated that thing with the burning passion of a thousand suns. Um, but here's what I, you know, here's what I think, you know, um, Baz Luhrmann, one of the things that he's great at is he, 
absolutely is uh, great. And, and, and never is it uh, done a, 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 to greater uh, effect than in Moulin Rouge is he just knows how to bamboozle you with bullshit. It, it, there's, you know, he'll make you, know, he'll do some things that are just kind of like, that will make you go, huh? Whoa, huh? What? And then, and, and, um, and then you leave going, boy, I must've saw something really cool because I didn't know what I was watching some of the time there. And then you, then, you know, so then when you, and, and for some people, that's still the case. They're just like, oh my God, I just can't. Oh, and the, the way that movie works and blah, 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 and the, the songs and the, the emotion. And, and, and then you're, but they're like, no, this is, there's nothing there. It, there's nothing going on. Um, it is not absolutely much happening. Just, the one feather is just like, ha, look, look over. Don't, don't look at what's going on. Look at, look at my hands. You know, the one nice thing I'll say about Baz is that he's, it, it's not, um, it's not, none of these films, not one of them is a cynical exercise to rob you of your money. Sure. He, he really believes in this, what he's doing here, his, sure. his method. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I'll and, buy that. Well, and that's. That's not nothing. That's something. No, that's not nothing. No, he. But he, it, yeah, he's not. None of this is. Jesus. Very, very, he's not mean. He's not a mean filmmaker. Well, he's not um, a. He's not a. He's not Michael Bay. You know, he's not. He has his uh, artistic voice. It just. It just not helping. It just isn't helping. It, it just isn't helping. And I haven't seen Ellis yet, and I will see it. So my my opinion will become more informed about it. But I was just couldn't believe my eyes. All these, it you know, it's not just the suburban America, you know, hiding their shame and going to see Transformers Three. Um, it this is like these are the these are the people who are supposed to be into cinema and who care about indie films and stuff. These are all these people who are just way too smart to be bamboozled by a cheap con man like Baz Luhrmann. And yet they, they either are or they aren't. And they, they just think each next thing, because it seems like a great idea is going to be better than the last. There's no evidence that this breaks that trend at all. We'll see, but, and we've got, eh, I won't go into that, but I, so <laughs> ripping on a thing before it comes out, isn't something I like to do, but I just felt with Baz, I had to put my, foot forward and say what why 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 what has he ever done to make you think that this is would actually be decent and would actually be a story that ref, that had any humanity reflected in it at all right and, and if that's not what you want then i don't know what to say you know then these are just going to get worse and worse and worse they really do i uh I gave the uh, Elton John biopic a pass because I thought El because it was rated R and I thought Elton was pretty honest and hard on himself in the film. And I think that's something to be admired, even if that even if that film has a lot of legend in it and, and obfuscates a lot of stuff. It he, you know, he's not the good guy in half that movie, and that's important to see because that is kind of how it was. So I like yeah. that. This 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 is this is Elvis truly behind the glass. You're not going to get anywhere near that guy in this movie. And if I'm wrong about that, my God, I will happily eat crow on the show because I would love to be wrong about it. It's sad mm -hmm. to see all this money, this big cinematic investment, and this tr truly talented visual uh, storyteller's work just repeatedly go to waste on, on noisy garbage. 
I'm tired of it. Yep. Um, so, uh, hey, Bridgerton, did you watch Bridgerton? I Are you didn't. watching Bridgerton? I watched it. I, I didn't. I watched uh, half an episode on it. Bridgerton streaming, so you can't just come across it when you're switching the channels if whoever else right, does yeah. that anymore. Um, yeah. But but I haven't because I, I can't stand uh, the writer of that show. and I hate all her other shows, so I couldn't imagine I would like Bridgerton, even though I am a sucker for a... Uh, uh, Period drama, yeah, as you know. She, you're talking about Shonda Rhimes? Yeah, Shonda, Shonda Rhimes is terrible. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say yeah. that because I know Shonda Rhimes does a lot for representation in media and, and you know, there's, there's a lot to be admired there, you know. Uh, but, but the shows, you know, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. What's the medical one that's been on for for year for, for years? Anatomy. You know, these shows are cheap soap operas that they and again they 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 condescend to us in a weird way they deliver to us this sort of soap opera it's high scale well-written soap opera but it's still this sort of soap opera nastiness that just makes us feel like we've seen some salacious thing and one of the truly terrible things that they've done with bridgerton i don't know the books but they've they've modernized it you know and and in terms of Everybody gets to play in the period sandbox. The the diversity and the casting and stuff I think is pretty neat. But the but the we're we're gonna bring this kind of story about a very different era, and we're gonna leave out all the things that made that era what it was, that made it restrictive, that made it um, difficult to maneuver in, and we're not even gonna make the show mm -hmm. about that. Is was dismaying at least that said hey it's bridgerton i just i can just not watch it that's cool mm -hmm. i mean you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like this isn't some sacred cow or anything it, it it have fun we should all have fun watching tv shows and and being yeah. a well done primetime soap opera is not the worst thing that you can be even if you even if you are scandal which i didn't like for various reasons or you are or whatever cool mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not too um, worked up about well, it, but yeah, I only bring I only bring it up because uh, uh, you know we have um, an upcoming Netflix presentation of uh, Jane Austen's Persuasion. Go back that, into the Jane uh, Austen episode and listen to me and Dana talk about Persuasion. How like it's um, one of our yeah. children. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this this there's this there's this there's it's more than just we love it because it, 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 we didn't talk about any of the rest of them this way that's yeah. like a little thing that we want to keep and treasure and protect from the outside world it it really is an important story for everyone who's ever who's ever read it or watched it and who's ever been through a extended period of regret and unhappiness in their life it's an extremely mm -hmm. important tale to a lot of people and yeah. yeah this new version of it this new modernized they said version of it yeah it sounds like it has been and that's the worry the question is is it sounds like uh this upcoming uh persuasion it's been has bridgerton been bridgerton <laughs> it's been bridgerton yeah. 
Dakota Johnson, who's the last person that should be playing, although I like Dakota Johnson, she's the last person that should be playing this. Every picture of her involved in this, she's got this bright, sexy smile on her face, you know, like she's so good at. That's just the opposite of what this character is. I can't explain. And uh, I, I get mm -hmm. that the, I get, now I start to sympathize a little bit with the comic book fans who are like, that's not my, you know, whoever, that's not my thing, that's not my captain what's his face or whoever you guys get upset about i never really understood that i'm like you know it's gotta let the movie be the movie i get that way of thinking but you watch the trailer for this there's a moment in the trailer where she says you know we're not just uh whatever anymore we were exes she says exes in the in the 1800s you know she might as well have said my dad lost all his you know fortune in crypto it it it's it's it shocks you out of your chair when you hear somebody talk like that. That's not how people talk. And I just yeah. I'm I'm I just wanted my moment to say I hate this so much. How could you do this to persuasion? I I, I just how could you do? How could you? That's really how I feel. I watched uh, Little Women. Uh, you know, a couple of years back with, with Saoirse Ronan and Emma Watson mm -hmm. and everything. And that was tough to take because it had this, it had this, you know, sort of uh, jumbled up timeline and it had all this stuff that it did to this sort of story that you know really, really well. But it still, at its core, was that story. You know what I mean? It was one artist's take on it. But it didn't, it just, it would never have had a line in it, oh, we're exes. Like, I don't, that's not a thing people said. And they know it, and they put it in there anyway, so what else do they put in there? It, it's, it galls me, and I wanted to mm -hmm. say, please, persuasion. I mean, it's too late now. It's coming out. There's nothing I can do about it. I, July, I can't start yep. a petition, right, Joel? We all know how well those work. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some other, uh, I love that. Other I love here. that story. And I'm so sorry that they shit all over it the way they did. They clearly did. And I'm not really willing to give yeah. it a chance. If I, I may um, watch it or I may not, but I'm not really going to give it a fair shake because they've already shown me they don't, they don't even care to get what it actually is. They've got a well done romantic plot that they can hang a Bridgerton style hip and happening thing on. And I just find that shameful. Yeah. Um, a very important question. I think that, uh, to discuss here, um, that, that came up, uh, we, and we don't normally just do it like, Oh, which is better. But this one I thought, uh, very important to talk about, which is a better movie, which is better hmm. drop zone or terminal velocity drop zone. Ah, see, I like Terminal Velocity. Okay. Um, all right. So weekly premieres or episode dumps, uh, just different ways of losing. So we have, so we have, you know, weekly, every week, a new episode comes out. That's been the traditional model, obviously, forever right. uh, of how we consume uh, shows on television. Um, right. But if they now, put all the shows out, like the Tuesday after Labor Day, and you'd watch them all, and there'd been nothing left for the entire year. 
So yeah. obviously they rolled out the episodes as fast as they could make them. Now, mm-hmm. uh, with start really starting with Netflix, I mean, it was Orange is the New Black, or I can't remember which show, I, but I, something happened where they all came, and we were all like, this wasn't ancient history. It wasn't that long ago. And we were all like, wow, here they are. You can watch them all. It's like... Holy just watch cow. the whole thing, yeah. It's a ma- it was a massive paradigm shift, and it has its benefits because you can. What a gift that is if you're a fan of the thing, right? To get it all and to watch through it and to spend all Saturday with your favorite whatever. It's fun, so I. It's not like a bad thing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always said, you know, what you lose is because I remember all the oranges, the new blacks coming out. And I remember everybody being excited about them for about three days. And then I remember nobody ever talking about them for the rest of the year. And I always thought, you know, when Game of Thrones rolls out, it's one week at a time and everybody's talking about it as part of the discourse of American entertainment for months. And I do believe that that has value for the thing, that it, that it has a life that extends past you're plowing through it just to get through the plot. It you 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 can take the time to be into different aspects of it. Um, so what's changed, Joel? It, the, what's changed is the way we talk about things. And you saw this; mm-hmm. it was extremely pronounced recently with Obi Wan, and to a lesser degree because I think it's a lesser watched thing with the uh, uh, Miss Marvel. Yep, but. Uh, the weekly rollouts that Disney does, which normally I would personally be in favor of, uh, because the because the audiences are so impatient, because they're like me with persuasion, they're so set in what they think everything should be, and anything that defies their expectations, they're so intensely negative about right away. That, this is setting aside some things we'll talk about in the, later in the show that are just egregious and horrific that sort of relate to this but just just let's just take the legit criticism and the constant parade of negativity that everything that gets released now has to deal with um i don't think it makes i think it's almost worse now because you've got to have that week in and week out whatever you hate about this new show you hate and you hate is renewed every Wednesday. You know what I mean? That, and yet you keep on watching this and you keep on yelling at the people who like it or try to defend it. And you keep on just ranting and ranting and ranting about how awful something is again and again and again and again for eight episodes or seven episodes or 11 or whatever it is. 11? What do you say to 11, Kevin Costner? Let's try that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 11, 11, uh, 11, one hour. How about, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. You kind of see what I'm saying. It's like, it, it's now, which is better. It, it, it's gone from which is better to literally, which is worse. They're both terrible. Everything is bad. So I just thought mm-hmm. I've done a pivot on that. There, you can't win. It's, you can only, it's which way do you want to lose? Do you want all the pain all at once? to go with the limited amount of joy uh, that's out there? Or do you want to have whatever actress of color that you cast in whatever role, just get bombarded with hate for months instead of just over the weekend until people move on to something else. These are literally the things they have to choose. They, they know that when they cast a minority as a character, they know Disney knows this 
to its credit, a lot of things wrong with corporate Disney in the world, but one thing they really do understand is they get that this is the world is thus now, and if they're going to put a young woman playing a superhero in a film who's also a Muslim, they have to prepare that kid for the awful, horrible stuff that's going to be coming at them constantly. Right. That it's got to be part of the deal or they're not being responsible. They've got to have a team that's willing to defend her, that's willing to protect her. It's and it's and and I may be passionate about it, but it's just TV. That shouldn't be necessary. Your right. your hate shouldn't come anywhere near those levels. And 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 now and now I'm starting to think, well, maybe they just maybe just to take it easy on these people, they just put the shit out all at once so you know, the people who like it can experience it mm-hmm. however they want, but the people who, who hate it will get it out of their system and move on to something else. And it's shocking for me to say that because I don't prefer my entertainment digested that way. But but maybe it maybe it'll save a lot of pain and yeah. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, you, mm-hmm. yeah, no you, that that's a that's a great point. Um and uh, it is. It's very sad. It's very sad. But it is how it is, and it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse, and and it is really, really terrible. Anyway, more yeah. on that later. Yay, yay. Um, all right. So uh, you, you mentioned we mentioned Disney. Um, let's talk about the Marvel Extended Universe um, and um, uh, your your love of superhero movies and the Marvel movies especially has been well documented. Um, I'll just say again is, in brief, just since, because it's not the movies that I hate so much, it's the lack of uh, cinema involved. It, these are really hugely expensive TV shows and they don't have a lot of style to them and they don't really stand up to movies as we've known them for the last hundred years. I said I wouldn't go too far back in time, but they're sure. they're they they don't have the staying power of any of that sort of stuff artistically that i i feel like and i feel like yet that's what all the money is being pumped into is this stuff but i do like the idea of of world building and stuff we're nerds and we talk about that stuff all the time on yeah. here and for expensive tv shows in in their defense they're they're kind of the best ones because they really um deliver the goods in terms of uh, character journeys that you you wouldn't be able to have if you didn't have all the interconnectivity of the pieces. And they satisfy yeah. later generations' need to, to fuss over canon and over how things are connected and over how thing, mm-hmm. uh, continuity and stuff. And they... They juggle that those impossible balls in a sort of brilliant way. So there's a lot to like about them. Don't get me wrong. So that being said, so that being said, do do you feel like the Marvel Extended Universe is getting too extended? Well, I don't. I mean, as long as they're making money with everything, I think the problem is what's happening, and we've seen it happen. You know, how many people saw the Doctor Strange uh, madness? You know, who hadn't, yep. yeah, who hadn't seen um, uh, uh, Chick and Robot Man show. 
Oh, uh, WandaVision? Yeah, WandaVision. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having knowledge of WandaVision was uh, was very, yeah. It was wasn't, it wasn't necessary, but I'm just saying, it, it. the danger of having this much interconnected content, and because there's a lot, is, yeah. is, you know, people are going to sit out this thing or that thing, and you're going to get to the point that no matter how well-constructed your thing is, you're going to start alienating people by them not really following exactly what's going on or not being able to find nuanced meaning in the things or even nuanced meaning. Just there's nothing that movie executives are more afraid of than a lack of clarity and audiences asking questions. They don't want that to happen. The last thing a studio executive wants is for you to be confused about something. And, and movies have suffered and especially expensive movies have suffered more than any by that constant interjection of how do we make this clear? How do we make people less frustrated? What can we move around so that they're not confused for the first 20 minutes? Can you imagine right. not being confused for the first 20 minutes of the matrix? It, it would ruin everything. Yeah. If you had some prologue that explained everything and then jumped into that guy's life. I mean, there used to be a time where we would tolerate not knowing what the hell's going on. And we had some right. sort of faith that those questions were going to be answered. Now, People are checking their phones. They're turning to the people next to them. What did I miss? Explain this to me. Blah, blah, blah. They've been pandered and treated like fools for so long that that these films have gotten bigger and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. We just talked about Transformers and all the rest of them. Those are the dumbest ones. Mm -hmm. These are, the, are maybe not the smartest ones. I'll reserve that for like the big you know, Christopher Nolan films and some of that. There are still some big films coming out. Uh, Denny Villeneuve's films are, are big, but they're very, very clever. Mm -hmm. um, but they're the exception to the rule, really. These are the rule. These Marvel movies, these work. People want to see them. People really enjoy them. They walk out giving pretty good grades. But you're going to... You, they have to be careful of the danger of these films absolutely not standing on their own anymore. And it's not just, did you see Avengers 3 before you saw Avengers 4? I mean, the answer to that right. for 99% of the audience is going to be yes. I mean, you know, just wander into the end of a four-part massive movie thing. Somebody mm -hmm. did, but almost nobody did. Um, right. But how many people are watching all these shows and all these episodes and lapping up all this history and stuff that are seeing these movies that are largely, from a character standpoint, at least built off of those? And I think the yeah. question is going to be less and less the more and more stuff that they make. So it's not so much, yeah. do I want less do, or do I want less of it? You shouldn't take it from me. I want a lot less of it. The, the question really is, do the fans of this stuff need a little bit less of it to make this stuff momentous again? And I think, yes, to some degree you kind of do. Sure. You've got to mm -hmm. slow your roll just a little bit. Or if you're going to do these, all these TV series, you need to let them stand on their own a little bit more perhaps. And, and some of them do. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Sorry That's about that. I said, yeah, I just had to cough. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. You on the whole I'm, enjoy I'm, them much more than me. So I, I, yeah, do I have I, a point I at all? No, you absolutely do. Because um, I was thinking, because I just I just watched uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, and 
Uh, I have consumed all of these things. Had I not watched WandaVision, I think there would have been some some confusion and and just some like, well, why is this such a big deal? Because I mean, it it, it WandaVision directly links to uh yeah that's to, why to i use that example because it was the uh, easiest yeah. but within but i but where you could get away with it is in multiverse of madness um in one of the universes we meet um this uh you know this collection of of other of superheroes from other universes um including captain carter which is um which is covered in the uh, animated Disney show, What If, Marvel's What If. And it's great. So I could see, like, I could, like, you didn't have to know that, but if you're like, oh, Captain Carter, what is that? That's about, that's pretty cool. And then you're on Disney and you realize, oh, hey, there's a whole, there's a whole episode talking about Captain Carter and what, what that is and what that universe is. Um, and the whole idea of essentially... <laughs> zombie superheroes and and uh well that's um, the thing you really don't want to pass so all you of those could. wonderful magical connections and storytelling they are really really fun but this mm -hmm. this isn't lord of the rings or anything anymore this is this enterprise has reached so far beyond that and its shape and its mm -hmm. scope that there is questions as to whether these big films are going to start losing their meaning and yeah. there, because there were a lot, because there were a lot of Marvel fans really, really loved Madness, and Madness didn't really get uh, the audience scores that it was used to, and that was weird to see because it's usually mm -hmm. the opposite. Usually, something like Guardians of the Galaxy two, you know, critics will take it, a lot of them will take it, some will leave it, but the audiences will come out going, "Ah, awesome, awesome, yeah. A plus," yep. and you you're not seeing that of late. Because you, yeah, and you know, and, and it's going to continue based up, uh, it, you know, really, you know, uh, based upon big, the directors that they get, yeah, the based on the directors that they get, because there are some directors that clearly Taika Waititi, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Sam Raimi, you know, with, with this latest, um, uh, Doctor Strange film, um, yeah, where he, they're directing he took over styles. pretty late in the process, but a Sam Raimi film has sure. its own feel. I actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Taika Waititi fan, but I, but more, well, but and in some ways I am, but it's, he's, I have mixed feelings about him. We'll just say that. Well, but what, what one I'm thing that's great about directing. him is that he's, he, you kind of know when you're watching a movie of his. So yeah. it's, he, it's not homogenized, which is great because these neat, right. these things really need to get less homogenized in a hurry that would and make me well, and that's what it's going to be and that well and that's that's going to be the the real trick of all of this is is finding these directors who have these unique styles but still can play in that sandbox play in that marvel sandbox where everything will still work together i think that's one of the things that maybe didn't work or certainly didn't work as well with eternals um is uh and now i'm blanking on her name um uh, the director of Eternals, oh, director of Nomadland. Uh, uh, yeah, director of Nomadland. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, you made it, girl. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, Chloe yeah. Zhao. Um, you know, it's whereas she, you know, she made a, you know, a big epic action film, or, you know, Marvel superhero film, but it's like her directorial style didn't really fit in. You know, it didn't really 
work in the sandbox. And so it's it, it will be that will be uh, the 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 test is and that's you know and that's all on Kevin Feige who you know running the running the whole thing is to to find directors who are going to have. Uh, distinct. Yeah, but how do you know that styles. until you make the movie? You don't. No, really know. you don't. You don't. And you know, but you know, it's like, well, because now, because Eternals didn't do as well, and Eternals was, you know, not liked by a lot of people, uh, because of the more movie being, uh, you know, boring and whatever. Uh, Less Oscar-winning directors from now on. Well, no, but I'm just saying it's it's now now it's the question of okay, well, what do we do with the Eternals? Because the Eternals plays into the larger uh, Marvel Cinematic Extended Universe. One thing that's nice so about the we, MCU, you know, and then we should move on because we could spend yeah, all yeah, day yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. Well, one thing that's nice about it is the mistakes that have happened in it, or I don't want to call them mistakes, but the things that have been not accepted by the audiences in general, especially the intenser members of the audiences of the thing, have been revitalized or have been revisited in ways in the continuing story that redeem them somewhat as the as uh -huh. a whole. And I think that, I mean, I can only say for my own part, but I like to see that more than I like to see shit just discarded because this so-and-so fans said they didn't like that i think we yeah. sat through sat through the that uh that um rise of skywalker and just saw it, it didn't just have a checklist of things it wanted to sort of improve from the previous film it had things it wanted to address from the previous film that it wanted to shoot down and it did that about a not the whole movie but about a half dozen times where you were just like you, I found that really gross. The the one movie like commenting unnecessarily on the beats from the previous one to yeah. give the audience their little "ha." Huh, I told you that Holdo maneuver yeah. was crap or whatever. It's like you. That's I. That's really the grossest thing when you revisit those to watch them again. That's not good storytelling. That's pandering to a bunch of angry mm -hmm. idiots. And you really shouldn't do that if you can help it. Maybe Eternals can be saved. Yeah. We'll see. Um, right. I'd well, like to see them try. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I, uh, 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 speaking of Star Wars, uh, I'm going to, so I want to ask this question. We're going to, and there's another thing. And then we're going to, I'm going to skip a couple of these questions because we're running out of time. No, we could just, um, you could just make me answer them quickly. Uh, all right. Well, we'll try that. Well, when do when will there be another Star Wars movie? We're getting serious. Oh, that's sort of series, related but... and doesn't. It, there yeah. will be. I, Taika Waititi's making a, another Star Wars movie, although he's, mm -hmm. they're not making it yet. But it goes along with what we were saying. Star Wars on TV is is ruining the brand. It's making it a super not special thing. And there aren't eight million years of universe building and comic books and two trillion characters with Star Wars. There's this central thing that we followed. And and it the need of even the most disparate bits of these sort of expanded universe projects having to be connected to those in some way is killing mm -hmm. it. It's killing it. And so I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see. But I just know that, that Star Wars isn't benefiting from the TV shows the way Marvel right. is. Those things are living together in peace, I guess I should say. The Star Wars TV shows on the whole, I think have been pretty good. I think they're getting a bad rap in terms of the quality of the stuff themselves. But too much no, of it they're... and it all having to lead to this very narrow 
you know, all these tributaries that have to get to this same spot, it, it's, you got to lay mm-hmm. off of that and have some imagination. T- Watiti's bit is supposed to be completely different and another part of the world uh-huh. has nothing to do with anything. Uh-huh. That'll, that'll be uh-huh. welcome, but. And here's how it's going to tie back into everything though, because I think Taika Watiti mm-hmm. is going to be doing a Bosk film. <laughs> well, we sure Bosk, need that. Make it about Bosk. Has Bosk shown Bosk. up in any of these things? No, yet? Bosk hasn't been. He has not. He's he's no, name dropped no. in Solo. I noticed, but that's the yes. only yeah. Uh, so John Williams is retiring from film scoring uh, after scoring Indiana Jones mm. Five. Yeah, he's not uh, retiring most... from composing, but he's not. He said he's not likely to do another whole film after mm-hmm. Indy Five. And that's a significant thing for him to say. He's he's already been he's been doing all the Spielberg movies. He's been doing it, and then he switched to every other one here in the last half dozen or so, and and not doing much else except these big tent poles that he feels he created and feels very close to. And what did he say? He said, "Well, if Harrison Ford can stop doing Indiana Jones, and compared to me, he's a young man still. Harrison's you know, about to turn eighty. Yep. Um, yeah, he's like, then surely I can walk away from this too. <laughs> it's like, he's just had a hard time making peace with somebody else doing a star Wars movie. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to do any more star Wars movies, but well, I don't want anyone else to do any star Wars movies either. Like I don't want, so yeah. hats. I mean, we'll talk more about John Williams. You know, I don't want to talk about his mortality or whatever, but he's he's an old man, and there's there will come a day where we'll just be tripping over ourselves worshiping him. Just give him a little worship before he kicks off this mortal coil, and just say that mm-hmm. um, he's the sound of all this stuff. You know what I mean? And and the idea, the unmitigated gall, Joel. That the industry would think stuff should be less like John Williams is yeah. insulting, and and the in, the quality of the industry in general has paid the price for it. Yeah. So I he's Indeed. there isn't there's hardly anyone in the movie business I admire more than John. Uh, two two questions. The first one I'm hoping will will be able to answer uh, quickly because it kind of goes back to what we were. Uh, talking about earlier and then the last question like like uh, drop zone question uh, or no 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 not drop zone question but this is um well this goes back you know netflix this goes back to the whole uh we were talking about people are just going to wait for Lightyear to uh to come out on stream i really do think uh, that's going to happen and, and, and i think it's going to be a yeah. massive streaming hit when it first becomes yeah. available and and because here's also the deal the the length of time between movie and streaming is so much less now um and you know multiverse of madness is already on streaming mm-hmm. um and uh weirdly but um you know it's it, so it, it um, but no way home i don't i believe i don't believe Spider-Man No Way Home is anyway, but, uh, uh, um, but anyway, the, 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 you know, Batman, the Batman, uh, the Sony, it's because Sony doesn't have its own streaming service that it owns. That's why if it did, that would be part of the exclusive content and it would have just been Mm -hmm. three months later and it would have shown up too. So, and so we're, yeah, we're, so we're getting this much more compressed time. And I think that is, 
So it's really, it's allowing, so, I mean, the good of it is it's allowing people who want that movie theater experience to, uh, to see the film in the theater. Um, and that, but then the people who, uh, don't care as much about the theater experience or do not want to go to the theater for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they can still sort of feel like they're in, um, in on the, uh, the, the train. They're not, they, they aren't catching things so much after the fact. Um, so, you know, so that's the good, the bad is of course, well, you're, you know, you're going to put something out in the theater um, and people are going to go like, well, I'm just going to be able to see it in a couple months on, you know, on Disney plus. Right. So, so you're, you're left HBO with, Max. you have to find the magic thing, the, the top yeah. gun maverick thing, the thing that will transcend that, that, which if we knew how to pick that, because it really is a once twice a year, maybe four times a year tops thing mm-hmm. where you can say this thing's going to be on you know paramount plus in two months and yet it still has a massive huge opening or whatever and how do we know what that is and how do we not and even a, when even a pixar film that was critically beloved really uh light can't sort of survive that that easy access you know when when mm-hmm. it's offered and even in a summer like this where the blockbusters aren't, it's not real crowded summer. They're not, there isn't one coming out every week. It's like every three weeks. There's stuff right. coming out that people are seeing, but it, you know, it, it's, it has changed things. And I, it, we all said it would. And the theater, people who own theaters in America said that it would change everything. And you have to try and maintain these windows just for us or that you'll have no place to go see this. You talked about the theater closing in your neighborhood. Theaters have not survived COVID, and the mm-hmm. fact that only a Maverick-style hit is the thing that's going to keep a few of them alive, having one of those at reasonable intervals, and that all the little movies don't sell enough tickets to s- support anything, is right where everyone said they, we would be, and here we are, and what are we doing about it? Nothing. It's getting worse. So if you yeah. love the theatrical experience, which I don't, I love movies, man. You know I do, but I don't like the mm-hmm. theatrical experience. People are dicks, and if you sit in a room full of a hundred of them, at least twenty-five of them are going to be are going to drive you insane. And I just don't yep. feel, I, you know, I'll go see something on opening night because I feel like you got a good bet that these people really give a crap that they're they're here for a reason, and you can count on them to more or less less yeah. but more or less behave themselves going to see something in the afternoon it, it just it, it just it, all the stuff i used to do there's no civility out there amongst audiences so i i don't play anymore so i don't care but i right. and i've but i'm willing to wait i'm willing to wait 3 months i'm willing to wait my turn yeah to so yeah. that theaters survive in america that's what i want even if i'm not buying the tickets and popcorn anymore i i i want them to survive because they 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 cultivate something that when it's lost will be impossible to get back and and then we'll be doing a whole show about how horrible that is <laughs> so yeah there you go yeah that's that's uh-huh. not a short take but as as short as i could be yeah that's uh short uh, that was short ish yeah. yeah um all right so uh final final question of the of the show today uh has to do with cancel culture Ooh, and, my favorite yeah 
Yeah, our favorite, everyone's favorite subject. Um, you know, and this, this, we, uh, you know, we we had solicited questions. Both uh, friends of the show, Rob and uh, Brian, uh, both of them had uh, similar questions, um, and so I kind of. Kind what of are the questions? Them. What are the questions? Well, Just I mean, so that they get their take in the show. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, Brian's was specifically: should Amber Heard be hired again, or should she have to miss out on work? Uh, Rob Rob phrased it as give us your take on cancel culture can we still watch the films of Kevin Spacey what about performers being fired uh, and let go or let go after one allegation i.e. should Johnny Depp have been removed from the Fantastic Beats films for one allegation which is which has now uh, not necessarily proven true um, and uh, so so we have you know it is this idea of um you know, so there's actually two questions in there. One where we have people who have, we know that they have done horrible, horrible things. The Kevin Spacey's, the Cosby's, the Brian Singer's, the, um, you know. Kevin's, what did Brian Singer do that was Allen's. so horrible? Uh, Brian Singer, like, uh, uh, forcibly had sex with several young men. Yeah, but he's, um, has he been charged with that? Uh, I, I believe he's been able to avoid charge. Um, so, so he hasn't uh, even been charged. Okay. Just, I just want to yeah. point out there's some differences here. Cosby was convicted and then his conviction was overturned on appropriate grounds, even though we know he's mm -hmm. guilty as sin as to what he did. He was just found re guilty again, though. For he is uh, guilty. For, I mean, he's guilty. Yeah, he, he, you know, I don't want to get into the Cosby case specifically. <laughs> we'll be here all day, yeah, yeah. but. But we, there are people that we know who are guilty. There are people who have been accused of things that haven't even been charged. There are, it, it's, it's un-American and really stupid for us to treat a list of bad actors like that, like they're all in the same boat, or like they all did things that were equally bad, or like that they're all along the process in the same place where, you know, Bill Cosby shouldn't be let near a TV camera again. He shouldn't go on stage. Yeah cancel his ass i mean send him to prison he's guilty i brian singer's not in that boat he, he may have done a lot of bad things he was there for a lot of bad things we know that we know a lot of stuff but we don't know everything the way we know everything for cosby who was actually tried in a court of law even if the initial conviction was overturned and spacey hasn't been really been charged with anything either until just recently but at least with spacey we've got tons of testimonials from people who appear to be legit telling these stories throughout yeah. history and Kevin Spacey. And this is where Johnny Depp, maybe there's a parallel here. And I'm not saying Johnny Depp's done what Spacey did, but Johnny Depp's acted like a dork on tons of productions. He's caused productions, all kinds of problems. He's got issues outside of whether he was an abusive boyfriend or not, which it mm -hmm. seems he clearly was. Was he some wife beater, obnoxious, I'm hitting my girlfriend all the time, and, and you know what I mean? No, not really in the traditional sense. And, of course, he didn't think his whole life should be brought down because he has a temper or because he did such and such on such a date or whatever. And, you know, it's complicated. You have to – yeah. what sucks is that you don't want to listen to the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. I didn't. I read a little bit about it, but I didn't sit there every day – listening to it i i couldn't but no it's the simple um, answer to the amber heard thing yeah. she should not be not allowed to act anymore that's absurd 
Why? What yeah. did she? What did she do that would preclude her from doing that? Even her own co-stars and her own director on the Aquaman two movie tried. They, it seems like they may have failed, but for a while they tried and succeeded to save her footage and mm-hmm. save her work on that film from being just axed. It's just to just to just to the approval of the sort of Johnny Depp army. Remember with the Oscars this year added a. a it's like a fan voting category and the movie that I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of it. The movie that made it was the Johnny Depp biopic about that photographer. Um, because all the Johnny Depp people came out and basically rigged the voting for it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a mob and a cult and I don't like a mob. And so uh, when we come on the show and we talk about cancel culture, you know, pe- there's people out there saying, well, people aren't being canceled. That's absurd. People are being canceled. That is sort of happening. It's to different degrees in every different case. Sure. But yeah, let's um, start with the let's start with the let's start with the this is happening. The the yeah. mob does come after you. They do disapprove of you. Sometimes it's for legit stuff. Sometimes it's for not much. And they come after you and they pound you until they make you go away. That's what a mob wants. And they're not satisfied until you go away. They're not, they don't mm-hmm. want to hear your apology. The mob has never accepted a single apology from a celebrity who did something wrong or said something bad. It's never right. happened. So apologizing doesn't help. Feeling bad doesn't help. Saying you're going to change doesn't help. Um, like what Chappelle did. Stu- it didn't even help. It didn't even help Lizzo, who when right. she has her latest song where she went back in the studio, right. wrote new lyrics, recorded it and said, this is the song now. I will right. never. I, I am terribly sorry. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a great example. Please, And then people are and, and most people were like that. Great. But then there's a giant that, chunk going that you should have never done it in the first place. That argument was over the word spaz, which is a word I use yeah. all the time. So it ju- left off the page to me. I usually use it in yeah. reference to myself. Nevertheless, that's a fun word that I use all the time, usually as a verb and less as a noun. But still, it's a fun word to say. You know what I'm saying? It is hurtful. If you've been called that or you've been labeled that and in school, you've been bullied with that word, like any of the words you can use that are detrimental to people. It's hurtful. But does that mean we cancel the word? And do we take somebody like Lizzo truly like what happened to uh, Lynn Miranda? Like these things are terrifying that the mob came after these people for these reasons. Mm-hmm. And that both of them immediately bowed to the mob. Uh, and rightly so Lizzo, she needs these people. They're a big part of the fan base, but the reality is they're not a, the big part of the world. Most people were well, unaware yeah. of that word being in that song. Wouldn't have been upset about it. Didn't care that she made the effort to change it. it. Like most people were not affected by it, but she, she had to act. I, I sympathize with her. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, ter- but in terms of, you know, she was, she didn't do the, I apologize if anyone was offended by that. Right. She said, this was, this is wrong. Right. I didn't know it was wrong. Now I do. I'm changing it. Right. Um, and that is how you apologize. Because That's true. Your intent doesn't matter. Your intent doesn't matter. It's how an item is received. But I, I disagree, Joel. Your intent does matter. Your intent absolutely does matter. The idea that you went, that somebody who intentionally caused harm like Kevin Spacey and somebody who tripped over their tongue and said something stupid are in the same boat is ridiculous. I'm... 
I'm, and I know that's a, a popular thing. Like sure. you, to get to the offense of the thing and to truly empathize, you need to get over the intent. That's what the intent doesn't matter means. And that's right. And I, I do honor that. I try to in the way that I act. But the intent doesn't matter is a sentence with words in it that means something. And when you say it, it's crazy. You're not trying to offend somebody or you're deliberately trying to offend somebody is two totally different kind of people. Ignorance is different than hate. And if you're going to treat the world like it isn't, and you're going to treat everybody on the Twitterverse like they're the same, you're not recognizing mm -hmm. what the world is and where these people are coming at you from. And I find that when, when you say, when you say intent, when you say intent does matter, then that that's where you get the I'm sorry if anyone was offended. Yeah, yeah. That was not you. But you got you have to. You but have I've to seen honor, much you more have to recognize. apologies. No, I get that, that, but you, yeah. OK. I'm just but saying. you have to acknowledge. Yeah, you have to acknowledge how it was received. And and um, and that is where th this has happened. It's not, hey, I'm I'm sorry if you were offended, but that's more on you right. because that was not my intent. Right. And, um, and, and you, you know, it, but no, it is, it is, you can say that and, and it doesn't matter if it, well, it's a word that I use all the time. And they, this is a, this is, this is this and this, if someone receives that and is genuinely hurt, then your intention is irrelevant. Right. But um, an artist, so that's an artist censoring themselves deliberately in that way to get back into good graces with people who got really, really upset over something very small is spooky. To me i don't like any of hmm. that and i really don't like the lack of of uh of forgiveness on anybody's part if if a if a chance at redemption and forgiveness isn't part of this if these people have to go into exile for years and you're still wounded by it and still reliving your trauma over their actions many many years later when these are people you don't know and have never actually interacted with personally it, it's you're mm -hmm. it, that's cancel culture i mean that's what it is you can't deny what it is it, it is absolutely happening people uh, people to need be, to... to be clear also uh brian singer has been involved in uh, just quickly looking here yeah. six uh lawsuits and allegations that have either right. been settled out of court or um were dismissed with because of not enough evidence so just to go back to that brian know, singer's story that, just so everybody knows since i brought him up as an exception because i don't want to Brian, when he first came to Hollywood, they had these, like, they're like these uh, gay Hollywood orgies, basically. And he was at a ton of these parties where a ton of young, aspiring actors, staff, like, everybody were really treated like meat, basically. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it, when you read some of the accounts, it is really, really awful. Um, but, uh, so I don't know. So I'm not making excuses for him. I'm simply saying that, you know, I, I've seen these lists, and they're lists of these people, and you and they're all done different things, and you can't just stick people on a list. If yeah. we're not going to be nuanced about how we talk about these things, we shouldn't be talking about it. And yet, the conversation about this stuff—the reason it's so difficult, the reason we don't bring the celebrity gossip stuff or the legal stuff up on the show—is because you know, in a large degree, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to that stuff. But, but. It, it's the, I just, I lament the, the, the loss of the degrees of things. I mean, that's, 
That's just that's a struggle for me. Yeah, the intent doesn't matter. You have to if you if you you're not apologizing unless you recognize that you hurt somebody. I agree, but that's nuanced mm-hmm. and tricky. You know, defund the police is something you can talk about, but when you just say that, that means something to fifty percent of the world that it doesn't mean to you, and they freak mm-hmm. out about it. And the words aren't helping you. The the they're not helping you in that case. Nobody's going to win an argument like that. You're only going to entrench yourselves. We need to right. talk and we need to live in a world where uh, a sincere apology actually is accepted because right now they're not being. Uh, Johnny right. Depp and Amber Heard, whatever horrors they went through, it doesn't sound fun, but it doesn't sound like it, it doesn't sound like it should be the end of their lives, like there should be other right. chapters. If you don't want to see their movies, I get it. If Hollywood wants to treat them with kid gloves for a while, I understand that too. But right. But yes, well, they should be able to find their way back to the light somehow. Please let's let's right. let's not just allow for that possibility. Let's hope for that for them. That's mm-hmm. what I want. And and here's here's hopefully the last thing I'll say about this is um there are four million things that go into an actor getting a role, and talent is just one tiny little bit of it. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, like you said, Hollywood will have to handle them with kid gloves for a while because we don't know. No one knows. Uh, people in the industry, I should say, do sure. not know how much their names, their I, things are tainted. Um, you could see, you'll see Johnny Depp and Amber Heard probably pop up in small little things in maybe uncredited cameos and things. It's certain, maybe not Amber Heard because she's not as big of a star, but I bet Johnny starts popping up in stuff um, in uncredited or in surprise things over the next few years. <laughs> we'll but, see. <laughs> but yeah, may, maybe. That but that's how, I mean, that's how just they'll from, test. Just from an industry standpoint, that doesn't seem like the way to let Johnny back to the party is to have him surprise well, sure. an audience that doesn't want to see him in something you didn't know he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his and, face? And that comedian let's... that invited Chappelle to drop in on his show unannounced got yeah, his John audience. Mulaney. Yeah, got his audience really, really mm-hmm. mad at him because. But yet he just sold out three straight nights at Madison Square Garden. So it's Ooh, not Delaney? like you know, he. John Mulaney. Yeah. Mulaney. But he, yeah, he yeah. didn't get canceled. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah. Surprise may not be the way to deal with this. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Which to me sure. is kind of what a cameo is. Yeah. 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 So I mean, no, but, John Mulaney but, but, shouldn't be canceled. My, I agree. That's... My my point my 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 point was I was uh, and I muddled it. I was trying to agree with you. There is going to be a handling of kid gloves because there are a zillion things that go into uh, whether a person gets a role or not. And unfortunately it is, how is this person going to be received by the audience? And if certainly on the level of of, stuff that those two actors were doing. Yeah. yeah. Even Amber, who's not like some huge star. She was in big movies. She was a big part of big movies. That's been her career. TV shows. Johnny was name above the title opening giant movies for ages. So he's a, he's on a different tier, but they're both still Hollywood players basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, but let's see how they do and let's give it a break and let's try not, I don't know. Let's, let's just try and let's try and talk to one another and, and listen to one another. It, it isn't helpful what we're going through. We can't, 
we we kind of can't have this keep happening and it's not just uh from a hollywood standpoint or from a this actor or this musician or this comedian it's it's everywhere you uh I'll say one thing. You, you, we're live in a world where everything we're confronted with, and this week says it as prof as profoundly as has been said in six years, and it's been a hell of a six years. You know, you have to be on a side of these issues. You can't ride the fence, and you can't have a bunch of false equivalencies, and you can't just shrug shit off by saying, well... It, it both times you do this and everybody's equally guilty. I mean, it, you have to, you got to look at each thing and, and pick mm -hmm. something and be on that side. You know, it really annoys me. You know who annoys me most? Okay, this is, real, this real is quick. me proving real the quick. opposite. I got it because I have a show here. I have a show to do. We have to make it go, 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 go quick. Now here. then I'll save it there. You need to, Okay. we need to pick a side, but we need to listen, still listen to each other and talk to each other. It's hard. It's uh -huh. not like it's some wisdom fix to the situation. I don't see the situation getting fixed. I see no. us getting worse and worse, getting further and further apart, getting more and more angry at each other. That's what I think is going to happen. But I know that the answer is not to share a bunch of memes that show the other side's hypocrisy. You need to use your own words now more than ever. Say what you feel and like we say on the show, tell your story to these people. Say how you feel, tell your story, see if they listen, see how they respond, and keep talking. That, if you take anything from this angry, ranty show, tell your story. That's what we celebrate here, and the story will affect people. It may not change their ideology, but your story can affect them. Your Yep. Your clever little saying that somebody said at some point that you admire, that isn't going to change anything. That's just digging deeper into the ground right where you're standing, and no one's going to see you down there that disagrees with you. Please use your own words. Don't just share a bunch of nonsense and see what happens. Things might get better, at least in uh, they get a little better in our own bubbles. You can back me up on that, Rachel. Yeah. I think that's the perfect place to, to, to cap this. Thanks off. for letting um, me do All that. right, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, everybody uh, reach out to us at the movie show with Joel and Ryan on Facebook uh, page on Facebook at ask Joel and Ryan, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and up here on YouTube. If you are watching this, like subscribe uh, wherever you, if you were listening to this, please like, and subscribe. Um, and uh, thanks for, thanks for indulging us this week on just a few, uh, uh, some questions being asked um next week we will get back to more uh, next week there is no show because it's july 4th happy uh, july 4th the, everybody happy independence day uh, happy birthday celebrate. america happy birthday america um and then uh yeah and then we'll be back with some more fun stuff talking about some summer movies we have some fun shows coming up uh jaws alternate jaws sort of rip offy films we're gonna do another movie club uh, I'm not movie club, but a double feature. Uh, we're already in the works for that. We'll probably talk to Sean to get a movie club and everything on the, on the books here soon. So uh, yeah, so we're hoping to get a whole bunch of fun stuff uh, coming up for the rest of the summer. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Good. Break a leg, Joel. Thank you for listening to the movie show with Joel and Ryan. 
Remember, all views and opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the speaker and do not represent those people, institutions, or organizations that the speaker may or may not be associated with, unless explicitly stated. None of these views and opinions were intended to malign or deceive. And now, here's the producers, circa 1982, to play us out. <laughs>